Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Take 12 Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. On this episode... There's a lot to do. We check in on the upcoming matchup with the Niners. Lofa tells you what we need to do to come out of there with a W and what went wrong last time. And we predict the score and let you know what the final score will be, of course, as always. Also, we'll be joined by current Seahawk beast Nick Belor. He's been on the show before. We love him. That interview is brought to you by our new friends at Packback. Check out the best coolers in the world. Looking forward to talking to Nick. Uh, I'm going to be asking Nick what his top speed he thinks, what he thinks his top speed has been. How many uh, eight-year-olds he thinks it would take to tackle him. I got all kinds of hard-hitting questions, Lofa. (laughs) Prepare for Nick. Some hard hits. Oh, yeah, man. (laughs) But before we get into all that, we need to let you know about Wiener Schnitzel, everybody. Two locations up there in Western Washington. One of them in Everett, one of them in Fife. Or I'm sure you can order on one of those apps on your phone. But however you do it, be, be at Wiener Schnitzel. Do something different for lunch today. It's delicious. Uh, you can get the, the hot dogs and hamburgers, chili sauce on, chili sauce off. Whatever you want to do. It's awesome. They also got their $3 meal deals menu um with the prices of everything lofa i don't know if if you've noticed but man i went to the grocery store the other day bought a granola bar and had to take out a loan it's ridiculous out there it's just it's crazy but not at wiener schnitzel everybody right katie nope what are they what else do they do at wiener schnitzel they have three dollar deals no i said that already it's a good show you should listen sometime Chili dogs. If they mention Take 12, what do they get, Ruby Producer Katie? Coats. Come on now. Free hot dog. Free hot dogs. That's right, everybody at Wiener Schnitzel. So go check them out. And then also Delta Airlines, 12 status, everybody. Go to delta.com, sign up for 12 status. Get one mile for every yard the Seahawks throw for. Lofa, I told you I was going to ask Nick this question, but I'm going to start the show by asking you the question that my son asked me. How many kids... <laughs> Stay with me. Stay with me here. My son asked me this. He said, how many of me's, meaning like eight-year-old boys, do you think, would it take to take down a professional NFL running back? All the way to the ground. You got to get him on the ground. And he doesn't, like, he, it's not like he scores a touchdown and then the play is over. Like, this guy's just got to run around until kids get him on the ground. How many kids? 40, 50, I don't, do you know 50? how strong they are? Oh, yes. I mean, yes, I kind of do. Like, not personally, you know what I mean? I'm never, not, not really, but yes, but All right. 50? Let me just take you back to Beastquake where 11 grown-ass men, some of them getting two attempts, Try. couldn't even True. take Marshawn down. Uh-huh. So, like, now, and they, they are highly skilled. True. Highly trained. Uh-huh. 
and it was a playoff game, so it was kind of important. So you magnify all those factors, and you think an eight-year-old is just going to take take a, a running back down? How much do you think an eight-year-old? What's he coming in at? Like 50, 52 pounds, something like average fifty-four pounds, something like that per kid. Probably yeah. So then, That's probably the average uh, seventeen. I, you sure like yeah, but, seventeen or eighteen kids couldn't do it? I mean, they might like. He might trip over him, but like, mm-hmm. does that count? Well, you yeah. got to stop the legs first. We know that. So they'd have to get the legs stopped, which would be really hard to do in of itself. Well, yeah. How are they going to catch the guy? First of all, you have got to wear him out. It's got to, they got to wait There's, until he gets tired. See, this is the middle <laughs> linebacker mind of mine. This is where I go. Uh huh. Like, variables. What are we talking? Okay. You know. All right. All right. Fine. Got to take it all into account. All right. Welcome to Take 12, everybody. This is the show, sort of. Uh, but also, we should talk about some football, like right now. Lofa, the Niners, coming up on Sunday, man. Um, I I feel weird about all this stuff because I just don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel as a fan and where I'm even at as a... Because we just played them. And so this whole thing feels weird. And then playing Thursday, back-to-back, back-to-back Thursdays was weird. And then this one's a 1 o'clock Sunday, so now we're back to real life. But it's already week 15 or whatever. What? It, this season's strange. I mean, I think the weird part about it is just watching them go to Philly and dismantle the Eagles. They, who the only Niners. had one loss yeah. Yeah, prior to that. So, yeah. If by weird you mean not awesome, then it's yes, it's very weird. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm really fighting against my own feelings of that right now. I think, and I'm sure everybody out there is. We got to try to stay positive. Uh, that's all we can do, right? But I don't feel like there's a lot of hope in the Emerald City right now. I'm hopeful, and I said it because of the way we played last week. We didn't come away with the win but we gave ourselves a chance to win against a very good Dallas team. Mm -hmm. So the cool thing about this stretch is that this is, and it looked like it last week, playoff football, you know, just need a couple more plays. And so the turnover differential Mm -hmm. is really what has separated the Niners from the rest of the field in terms of their last four game winning streak. They've had eight, they've got eight turnovers and they've, you know, only given up one which was to us, uh, Jordan Brooks' pick six. Yeah. Well, we need to do better in the division. That's no secret. We have one win in the division this season. Um, so yeah. we got to get it's another one to do anything. And, um, you know, I, it, it feels very humdrum, but at the same time, any given Sunday, then again, we all watch what happened. I mean, and we can ask Nick about it when he gets on here uh, after walkthroughs over and he joins the Zoom. But what what do you think, Lofa? I mean, we talked about the game last time. We broke it down. But what is that thing that they, that that happened last time that we just absolutely cannot let happen this time? The one, the, the biggest Lofa key to the game. I think the run game mm-hmm. has been very strong with that offensive line for them and McCaffrey, who is you know probably the best running back in the league and what they were doing with the guards and even some of the tackles, they were climbing to the second level, like going straight up to the linebackers. This is a problem. If your front four can't get off a block and make a play and it didn't really happen for us in the first go round. Um, I got a clip that I'll send him McNasty and he can put it up for everybody, but 
you see them climb straight up to Bobby and Brooks. And from there, there's so much space as a linebacker. You're like, all right, well, McCaffrey, who's already super talented, he can go outside, he can go B gap, he can go backside A gap. Like, now I have to make a decision, you know, right now. And so McCaffrey's patience, you know, on top of his speed just makes it so dangerous when you have that many options. So we got to get off of blocks. If they're going to climb to the second level with that line, we must get off of blocks at both levels, our front and our, and our um, linebackers. Uh, injury report. We're recording a little bit later in the week than we usually do. So we have it for you somewhat. Uh, Pete Carroll talked after practice at some point, or maybe this was just today even, but um, Kenneth Walker he sat out of practice again, but was out there for the walkthrough. And Pete Carroll said was looking good. Good to see him out there moving around. He said he was flying around. So that are there's good remarks anyway, even though he missed practice. Charbonnet, same thing, took place in the walkthrough, but not in practice. Uh, uh, Abe Lucas only came out of the game with soreness. So it looks like he's good to go. It's Jordan Brooks who seems like uh, might have the most concerns about playing on Sunday. Pete said that he really isn't able to do much at all at this point. And so it would seem Brooks might be out for Sunday, huh, Lofa? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he makes it. He didn't finish that game last week. And, you know, just had the look of on his face like, you know, damn, like this is probably more than significant. Uh, this, you know, one game and, and injury. So see what happens. I was very pleased with the way Devin Bush stepped in and, and, and played, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's tough to do. Just come in right off the bench and, you know, start because you didn't get the whole game week of prep. So uh, I think with that prep, he did show a lot of communication out there. I think, you know, having him next to, to Bobby will, will be good for this, this second go round. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So Bush, I was going to say, so what do they do without, with, without Brooks, but okay. And then uh, offensively, I mean, Gino he played the game of his life against the Cowboys. Probably one of the best games we've seen him play. Um, of course, probably wants to have some more opportunities in those last drives. But if he plays like that in this game and the defense kind of does what they kind of weren't able to do it against Dallas, especially at the end, I think we're in good shape. Yeah, no, we will be. And, you know, everybody focuses on Gino. But when you look back to that Niner game the week before, and the focus was on Gino, like get the ball out, look downfield. Nobody was really open. Mm. And, you know, the times that he did try to throw, there was an interception, there was a ball tip. So it's like, I think, you know, whatever happened last week, which, and we were getting guys open left and right, and, you know, and he was delivering, that's the the formula for success that we got to repeat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where is there anything where I'm just kind of waiting for Nick to get in here. Also, um, I realized I didn't start recording the video again, but I got all the audio. So don't worry, everybody. Um, what, what let, you know, why don't we, why don't we do this? Let's take a break and let's set up for Nick to get in here. And then we'll chat with Nick Ballora on the other side of the break. It's uh, take 12. We'll be right back. I told Two, them to one. hit record Sitting down, before you got here. I should have. I, as soon as I saw him taking his seat, I should have hit record. I knew he'd be coming in hot. Number 44 in your programs, number one in your hearts. Nick Ballore, returning champion to the show, everybody. Yay! That Thanks. is enough. Enough with the fake okay. performance. Let's get into it. <laughs> no, we recorded that. That's us clapping and recording it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's genuine. 
to remind Nick, you. thank you for being here, man. Um, especially a big week for you guys. Kind of a mini buy with the way this schedule sets up for you guys, but another big matchup with the Niners obviously coming up on Sunday and a huge rivalry game again and so soon. Yeah, no, it's been uh, kind of a crazy stretch here. Um, it was nice to get a couple days off. Obviously, I got out of the country for a couple days, and by that I mean I was up at 6 changing diapers and uh, watching uh, God knows what my <laughs> son wants to watch. So, uh, But it's always nice to get a little break, um, and yeah. you know we're right back at it, and then it just – just rolls on yeah yeah i i i'm remiss because i forgot to mention the uh interview and nick sitting down is brought to you guys by our new friends at pack back everybody the best coolers ever p-a-c-b-a-k.com if you want to get one nick are you into coolers i am and i uh i was promised one for appearing on this show so oh. uh <laughs> i will get your get my address to you guys uh katie there. you might have to write that down okay <laughs> really walked into that one okay we could get you the pack pack backpack yeah they got a backpack uh, I, would, I would hope so oh. say that 10 times fast Belor, Belor in a pack back backpack it just sounds right. Yeah, you guys. They we got a, some product placement in between two Belors. They do have a yes. sweet. There you go. They have a sweet backpack. They got a huge cooler. You guys know about them. Go pick them up. Uh, the segment brought to you by Packback. Yeah, they're the best. Um, so I don't remember where I was going with this, though. <laughs> now now I'm, I'm thrown off by my own live read. I, I, I have uh, yeah, a busy yeah. life. No, I, Nick. It. I was going to ask you, I mean, dude, you, you know, you've been in the league for a bit. You've been just a Seahawk for some time now. The, this rivalry with the Niners, I mean, I've been through it my whole life as a fan. Can you take us back to your first game against these guys and, and share with us some fun memories for, for, for yourself from this rivalry? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I played there in, uh, unfortunately, in 2015 and 2016. Um, and then I got here in 2019, I believe. It all kind of runs together at a certain point, but I believe that year we, JMI hit a field goal to win the game when we were there, which was awesome. And we've really had some great games with them. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's always kind of fun. And it's always interesting playing a team, you know, having the rivalry like that and then playing them basically two weeks in a row is yeah. kind of wild. So um, I think that's kind of fun because you can see like little stuff that, shows up in one game and then the next game you're kind of prepping for something being different but you don't have that much time to kind of prepare so um it's it's always it's always a tough game with them and you know it, they play us tough all the time and you know i think it's something that you look forward to as a player because it's you know it's a it's a little bit different than the rest of the game how's the mood in the building I, this week oh, oh sorry Lofa. i was just gonna say how's the mood in the building like we saw what happened against them the first time you guys played great in dallas but of course didn't come out with the result you wanted so how's how's it feeling this week around the building and what do you guys got for them this time you know i think it's just right back to work and uh you know it's not even some bs like cliche thing but uh i think Coach Pete does a great job of keeping everything consistent. And, you know, no matter what happens outside the building, uh, you know, the previous week's game, on and on and on, uh, you know, things remain constant. And I think that's a like a reassuring thing for guys as, you know, as players because it's it's consistent. You know what you're going to get. You know what the schedule is going to be. You know everything that's going to go down. So it's not like all over the place and a bunch of adjustments here and there for different stuff of the schedule, you know, as as dumb as the schedule sounds but like having a consistent thing i think is huge and i think it's 
uh, been a big part of our success and, you know, Coach Pete his entire time here. Nick, so take us back to, I know I don't want to spend a lot of time there, but the last game against them, what did you, looking at the film, think that they really did well from a defensive standpoint? You know, I, I think obviously um, they they have great players uh, on all three levels of the ball. And I think it comes down to, at the end of the day, uh, in the NFL, it's about executing and uh, whether it's special teams, defense, or offense. And, uh, you know, you can see how games come down to a couple plays here and there. And um, I think basically it's just, you know, minimizing mistakes. You don't want to turn the ball over. You don't want to, uh, you know, get behind in the sticks, especially when you have, you know, that D line and linebackers. I mean, they're a great team. Uh, and you got to play, you know, close to perfect to, to beat teams like that. So, um, you know, we're just looking to kind of, you know, right the ship from last time and, and obviously correct those mistakes and, and not have any self-inflicted things when we play them. I got a suggestion from a play calling standpoint, if you want to hit chain up. Yeah, I got, uh, I got my pen and paper here. Yeah. <laughs> take these notes. Yep. I want to see like five Nick Ballor carries. Oh, yeah, you let's got, go. I already had that written down. Yeah, no, <laughs> he knows that. So I don't even have to relay them. <laughs> That's but. just, okay. we'll just <laughs> repeat standing, it for him. Standing I've been, suggestion. I've been leaving him threatening voicemails and stuff uh, with like a voice. Yeah. Are, are you getting some, uh, are you getting some offense and defensive snaps, at least in practice? Yeah, maybe it's just, sometimes I kind of feel like I'm the kid that, uh, like the little kid that plays video games, but his controller's not connected. Uh, like they'll, they'll they'll let me, you know, they'll throw the ball to me here and there, but I'm like, I don't know if this is actually viable here. So, uh, no, but it's, uh, you know, I'll do whatever they need me to do. And, uh, yeah, obviously I'm electric with the ball in my hand. So, you know, everyone knows that we know that we know that. Well, it's not only what you do on the field, Nick, but off the field, of course we love between two Belors and you had Bobo on recently and Lofa and I, we were just, we were chuckling about it before you even came on, man. We just, we love that show. We love checking it out. And I think the only thing we'd complain about is we just want more content from you more often with that stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, guys. I mean, as, as, as easy as I make it seem, uh, there's a lot of, of writing and hard work. That, no, not really. Uh, it's, <laughs> I just have to, um, yeah, I just got. I got to get more guys on there. Guys are a little gun shy about being on there, which I don't really understand. But really, really? Yeah. with a host I, like you. But do you, do you, you improv that? Do you improv that? Or do you actually write some? No, I, I just I just make it up. But I I kind of have an idea of like, I mean, I have an idea of who I want to interview, but I usually kind of just wing it. Um, I've like written down a couple things. I think DK and Diggs. I had a couple things that I kind of scribbled down but um yeah i know it doesn't appear it seems so effortless and it's been rehearsed but uh it does Dude, it's stuff. great it's fantastic we love the it. amount of views that it gets and and most of them are coming from a house in wisconsin somewhere we <laughs> we just we just wish we could have sent you one of our bobo mojo t-shirts in time so you could have rocked yeah. that can we yeah i don't nah, no I don't need to wear uh, we could we could still send you I, one I if you spend five minutes with them okay nah, i'm i <laughs> All right. I've seen enough of that. Well, we'll guy. send one to the facility. If it makes it to you, that you know, that's neither here nor there. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll wear it. Okay. I'll humor him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> what about the miles per hour question, Brett? You yeah. Gotta... Well, that's no, really, because this is another thing we were talking about before you sat down and in, in anticipation of you sitting down, Nick, and they're, they're clocking guys now in the NFL with the miles per hour. How, what's your peak speed you think you've gotten your uh, Nick Bloor human machine moving before? Like, what, uh, what do you think you touched? I think I got uh, 20. I think, or Oof. like 199, but uh, yes, I, I can't. I really don't like all this analytics nonsense they've got now because there's really no, there's no hiding behind those numbers. But no. uh, well, that's a good. But sometimes it's a, you know, I don't know. It hasn't worked in my favor very often. But uh, they they always put it up in the meetings to be like this guy. Is oh, they the do. Best. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So uh, I thought it was just something fans looked at for fun. It's like top three fastest guys or whatever, so I don't have to worry about. But Ballard, think about it. If like this was out back in the day when we were getting drafted, we would have got drafted higher because they could have shown the acceleration and be like, okay, he hit twenty, but it was only like for like a yard. Yeah. But then went back down to eighteen. And game speed but it was, too. But he's it's, got a twenty. You know, it's not well, a I forty think, in your I shorts. Yeah, I, I think saying we is a little disingenuous considering I think you're you got to be getting close to 40, right? And I'm only uh, a mere 34 years old. So oh. me and you, no, I just, no, exactly. Because we, yeah, we, uh, I think we, we squeezed out every, well, you, what did you run in the 40, Lopa? Uh, forever. Uh, four. <laughs> he ran January. Four, eight. Google, so. Four, eight, five, I think. Did you really? Yeah, me too. Well, four eight four, but Nick, oh, did you really? Yeah, I will race you tomorrow. Below. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're probably you probably beat me. I feel pretty uh, oh, haggard. Yeah, you, right. oh, we gotta you get got a lot McNeil. of games. McNeil show up and film a lot that. Of games on. Yeah. Uh, Nick, I have That's a good content. Nick, I have a question here. This comes uh, to you from my eight year old son, sort of, because he asked me the other day while we were watching football. He said, "Dad." If a professional football player, which that's you, Nick, had the football, how many of my friends and I would it take to get them onto the ground? And I, I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. I, we, we were doing all kinds of math, and I don't know. I came up with, like, maybe 12, but Lofa tells me it'd be, like, 50. How many 8-year-olds, uh, Nick? Well, uh, we were actually just talking about it. Someone was asking how many full-grown adults would it take to subdue a silverback gorilla which <laughs> i'm not claiming to be that but uh well and we said we said like a hundred so i'm trying least. to think. They, they say like if someone's really unhinged it takes like 10 men to subdue them wow. so if you yeah. extrapolate that with eight-year-olds yeah i'm saying probably like i don't know 40 just because they'd probably just get in the way I, mean, I have no issue running them over either yeah, you know? oh yeah <laughs> oh no you can yeah there's no rules here truck stick optional yeah, they're, they're at the age where they're not really wearing deodorant they smell you know i would be mad just yes. running so uh you got to factor that in i'm gonna say we, probably 35 <laughs> i i said 50 you're, you're gonna juke right. a couple run a bunch over yep. some might be up around the neck but you're carrying them into the end zone it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah gonna be ugly well this is yeah it's not this the is the content this is the content that take 12 listeners tune in for yeah, don't, nick don't and... clip that that could be that could get weird with uh yeah you don't want to <laughs> uh nick's gonna run over <laughs> 35 <laughs> old. yeah a hundred to subdue a gorilla i think i think you'd either get into like the 500s my man oh man. No, yeah. yeah no i think it's way more someone i won't say his name uh okay. this week, but uh <laughs> like he said 100 i'm like i don't Oh, he's Disley's out of his mind. They got four hands. Yeah. 
I mean, blocking yeah. everything, mm-hmm. choking yeah. everything up. First couple hundred are dying. Just saying. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. That's true. War of attrition, really, yeah. more than anything. Exactly. Uh, Nick, we really appreciate your time, man. And special shout out to Packback, P-A-C, or sorry, P-A-K. No, P-A-C-B-A-K. Oh, my gosh, Katie. Sign language. We'll let us that. down over there. P-A-C. Backpack.com. I'll rectify the situation and wear one uh, on the show next time I come on. There you go. Nick, thanks so much, man. Uh, hey, go get them this weekend. We're rooting for you guys, and um, you know we'll be watching. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, Nick. Picking you yep. up in fantasy, so try to score for me. <laughs> good luck to your team. <laughs> Always good to catch up with Nick Ballor. That guy cracks me up. What a personality. And I think we've said it a thousand times, but he must just be the best locker room guy ever, just cutting people up. Right, Lofa? you got to have a guy like that on your team. Yeah, and he's a hell of a ball player. Yeah. But um, to, to have that kind of combination, you know, it's it's awesome. You know, he's a leader in that locker room. and um, But it's good when he could be one of the guys, but he's also just one of your generals out there, man, yeah. that makes sure everybody stays in line and, like, let's go. Who was that guy for you um, in terms of the sort of uh, comedic stylings, though? Because I'm into the class clownness of it. Who who was that? Well, I mean, other than Lofa, who was that for you guys? Uh, we had a well-rounded group in terms of, uh, you know, leaders. Uh, Grant Wistrom was authoritative very tough mm-hmm. but had the hilarity you really? know on the other side of things oh just crack you up but when it was time to get shit going was like all right you know you know what time it is and it was just a total night and day yeah and uh yeah so grant was one that comes to mind uh when, when you say that uh we got to get to our score predictions everybody brought to you by simply seattle go to simply use the code take 12 Take 12% off of any of their wonderful stuff over there at, at uh, Simply Seattle. They have a brand new Lofa, brace yourself. They have brand new Pac-12 championship t-shirts out there. They're kind of vintage style purple with the old kind of husky on there, and they got a kind of vintage look to them. They're awesome. Simply Seattle knocking it out of the park like they always do. And you know they got the NIL deal with Penix, so they got all the Penix stuff that you could ever want at Simply Seattle Dog Fans. Get over there. Uh, mentioned take 12, take 12% off. Lofa, score prediction time. Uh, it didn't go so great against these guys last time. Hung in there tough against Dallas. Now we got these guys again. How do you see it going on the scoreboard? Yeah, those shirts are vintage because you guys haven't won anything in a while. But congrats <laughs> on the Pac-12 championship. Okay, now, right, prediction. Right. <laughs> score prediction. These guys have been on fire offensively, protecting the ball, and, you know, just – taking it off of the other team at an mm-hmm. alarming rate. So I, I still think we could we can hang with them, hang tough, and, and find a way to pull this win out. But we're going to need the turnover battle on our own. And so I got us going down there and winning to stay in this thing. Yes. 35 to 34. Whoa. I, I don't think uh, – I don't think they can be held under 30. So I'm, I'm saying we, we go down and we, we, uh, we get five touchdowns on them. We have to, Whoa, this might be the first time in take 12 history. Cause Lofa goes for an offensive sort of shootout there. Fun, entertaining Sunday afternoon, one o'clock start there for you guys. I'm going the opposite. I think this is one of those weird Seahawks in division 
ugly, low-scoring field goals, field position. The defenses really step up. Brock Purdy, check down Charlie, checks it down a few too many times, but we come up and make the tackle because, you know, he can't go down the field. So we, we come up and, and we use six Seahawks to tackle Debo because I heard that's what it takes. My son told me. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they're saying on the playground anyway. Um, so I think it's one of those just weird ones, and you know I like the weird scores. So give me the Seahawks at 13. 15 15 you seahawks 15 uh and the and the niners the dreaded santa clara niners 13 15 to 13 in a weird one with a safety by nick Ballore. okay <laughs> by, i like it by by the world's funniest seahawk nick Ballore. yes take it to the bank everybody that is it that was what it'll be so Hey, also, uh, EpicSeats.com if you need seats or you want to sell seats. EpicSeats.com, everybody. Mention Take 12 sent you. Take 12, uh, take 12% off when you spend 100 Add $12 per ticket when you're selling tickets. It's EpicSeats.com. McNeil, you've been quiet on this episode. Do you have anything from the, from the peanut gallery say, I, think we, I think we win 45 to 13. Wow. Bold. Because losing five in a row to the Niners is not possible in my opinion. It's a bold prediction, Cotton. <laughs> I have faith. It pays off for him. <laughs> yeah, we're getting Shohei. That is an outrageous score. We're, we're getting Shohei. Hey, let's Show go, him. man. Let's go. Let's go. Never mind. What? 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 Nothing. All right. Well, then there's nothing left to do but put our hands in the middle and break this thing down. Let's go, Lofa. You got it, bud. We're McNasty. You want to break us down, McNasty? Yeah, come on, McNeil. You do I might it. I mess it up. With that take, 12, tw- take 12 on three. Take 12 on me. Take 12. You, you didn't, didn't say, say one, one, two, three. Two, three. <laughs> I'm not putting my hand down until no, you say it. one, two, no, three. Okay. <laughs> take 12 on three. Take 12 on me. One, two, three. Take, take 12. Take 12. Woo! Hey, man, it's like Simon says, I follow directions. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.